Welcome to the Real Estate Monopoly podcast, a podcast where we bring on multifamily investors and discuss real estate and their journeys to financial freedom. Each episode, we deliver inspiring and educational content that will empower you to launch your real estate investing career and achieve your financial goals. I'm your host, Kerwin Donis. Welcome back. Today, we have another great guest on the show. Steve Pesavento is the host of the Investor Mindset Podcast and the president of Von Fitch Capital, a multifamily private equity investment firm. Steve is very knowledgeable on multifamily. He also comes from a background in single family like us, so we had a great time getting to know about his experience. You're going to get a lot of value out of today's episode, so let's get into it. Thank you for tuning into the Real Estate Monopoly podcast. This is your co-host, Jeffrey Donis, alongside my partners and brothers, Kerwin and Kenneth Donis. Today on the show, we'll be having Steven Pesavento. Did I pronounce that right, Steven? Steven Pesavento. Pesavento. Uh, Steven, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Steven Pesavento, host of the Investor Mindset Podcast, founder and key principal at Von Finch Capital, a multifamily acquisition company. When I was a kid, I wanted to be one of two things growing up. I either wanted to be a chef like Emeril Lagasse or I wanted to renovate houses like Bob Vila. And uh, I'll tell you, after a career in management consulting, I finally escaped the corporate world and I went down that path. And and I flipped over 200 houses in about two and a half years. So all that HGTV finally did pay off. Uh, but that was before I had this realization that I was building a business to serve a client and work with a client that really wasn't my ideal client, wasn't the, the kind of people I wanted to surround myself with every single day. And so I went on this journey and of making changes and shifts within our business. And that's what ended up leading us to multifamily, to all the benefits that you experience when you're holding on to assets long-term. And as a fix and flipper, as somebody who was turning through, you know, five to 10 properties a month, it's a high volume business. It's a very transactional business. And what I really appreciate and love about multifamily is a long-term relationship driven business. And so we've been able to, you know, acquire multiple properties, raise, you know, tens of millions of dollars and really be able to serve great, great people, both passive investors, as well as other partners who have been in the business for years. And so uh, what I'm most excited about is being able to help people live a better life through real estate. And, you know, we dive into a lot of those topics on the investor mindset, you know, one of the top investing podcasts out there. And um, I'm just excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, no, we really do appreciate you coming on and, and we love your podcast as well. Uh, I know you mentioned you're starting, you know, fix and flipping and, and can you, do you mind just touching on what attracted you to that space and that niche? And then what about it most importantly was not attractive and, and led to you moving on? You touched on it briefly, but do you mind kind of just you know, going into it? Because uh, our, our, our target audience really in regards to the people that, that uh, listen to our podcast are fix and flippers. Um, and we're really trying to open their eyes in regards to the importance of passive income. So do you mind kind of just touching on that? Yeah, I working the single family space is it's very approachable. It's very uh, uh, it's very easy for somebody to get their foot in the door and to get started in the business and to really start being able to build that momentum quickly of getting their first deal and their second deal and being able to really feel like I'm able to do this. Most people can wrap their head around uh, going and purchasing a home because they've lived in one or they at least know somebody who's lived in one and they can understand what that looks and feels like. And it's a little bit more approachable to buy something for a hundred thousand or in our case, you know, three, 400,000 versus going and buying a $40 million multifamily property. 
So I can remember back when I was first getting into the flipping space that, you know, I was very clear that real estate was the direction I was going. And when I stepped into that space, I was consuming every podcast, every book that I could possibly get my hands on reading, you know, 60, 70 books that year, completely insane. Did I retain all that? No, but I got introduced to a lot of different ideas. And one of them was from a guy named Kent Mack. And he has a book called ABCs of Real Estate Investing. And I can remember back reading that book thinking, I want to do that, but I'm not the kind of person who can own multifamily. I'm not the kind of person who can own an apartment building. And I was totally wrong. But it was the same limiting belief that stopped me from going and flipping houses, taking me nearly 10 years from reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad towards purchasing my first property. And in that process, that first year I bought my first property, we flipped over 75. And so the reason that house flipping is phenomenal is because it's cash today, you know, a three to six month period typically. And it's something that's very approachable. And it's something that you can get started with as long as you have a good hustling mindset. You have the ability to go out and do the work and be able to put the people together. And heck, even if you don't have the ability to hire contractors, you can go and do the work. Now, the downside of it is it's a hustler's business. It's a business that really does require the principal and manager basis. Now, mind you, I was living in California and then Denver while flipping houses 1,600 miles away. It's doable, but it really does require building a team. Building a team is expensive, cuts into profit margin, which drives up an increase in risk. And so as the market gets more competitive, it ends up creating an environment that makes a lot of sense uh, why people can end up getting caught uh, in a bad situation when the economy changes. So I took a look around. I recognized what was happening in the market. I had a personal experience of what it feels like for the market to contract back in 2018. Uh, at the very end of 2018, interest, interest rates increased and nobody was buying houses for two or three months. Well, at the time we owned uh, dozens of houses and uh, we were waiting on a number of them to sell in order to continue funding this business machine that we were building. And it was quite a, a scary moment. Fortunately, my business partner had already gone through some really you know, tragic, uh, uh, very turbulent times back in 2008, losing you know, tens of millions of dollars. But because of those lessons, I was able to recognize, hey, well, this is what it feels like to go through a recession, even though it wasn't, even though it was early. And that moment helped remind me about the importance of being very conservative and having excess cash and capital and really looking at things from a long-term perspective. Because the biggest downside to flipping houses is that capital and, and the lending and the debt that you're taking on is typically short-term, six to 12 months, maybe with an extension. And the biggest risk in real estate is not having enough cash to pay the bank when things change. Because if you can pay the bank during any kind of economic change, if that's for one month or uh, you know five years, if you can continue to pay the bank, you'll never lose money in real estate. That bank, that's when big losses happen. So that's why I started looking at longer term investments that created cash flow and were really scalable. And that's the reason why commercial real estate made so much sense. No, yeah, definitely. And, and we actually got to uh, meet Ken McElroy a few weeks ago in Belize. Um, and we were at the real estate guys event and Ken was an awesome, awesome person. He was a speaker at the event. Uh, and I've also had the opportunity to read his book. So definitely agree with everything you just said. You touched on a lot there. Uh, it's kind of go into why you chose multifamily specifically. 
Uh, you touched on obviously the scalability aspect of it, but you, you had the choice of either going into, you know, industrial, you could have gone into office space, retail. Uh, why did you choose multifamily specifically over all the other asset classes you could have gone into? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great reasons to choose multifamily over any of the other asset classes out there. You know, as of recent, multifamily has overtaken industrial as far as the strongest returning asset class in the industry. Multifamily historically has been one of the most stable, uh, uh, best returning asset classes out of all uh, real estate asset classes out there. The downside to multifamily is that, again, it's a little bit easier to enter that market than it is to go and enter office. It requires less capital. Uh, it's a human need, so it's it's better supported by some of the uh, government-supported uh, mortgage and debt options that are available. Um, and because of the experience in single family, it's really easy to understand what it's like to create a great place for someone to live. Now, industrial is phenomenal. It's a growing sector. There's a lot of opportunity in that space, specifically on the development side or purchasing you know existing industrial space. Um, but many of the other asset classes require a little bit more comp, uh, they're a little bit more complex and they require um, some expertise that's specific to that space. Like one of the biggest risks in office, especially, you know, large office is that it takes a lot of money to renovate these buildings and they're on such long leases that if one tenant happens to leave the property, you could have a dramatic decrease in value of the property. Um, and so one of the biggest risks is that in office, it ends up taking a lot of capital um, and access to a lot of capital in order to be able to do those projects successfully. The upside can be really great, but the downside can be really strong. And we saw that during COVID. Now with multifamily, one of the benefits is a human need. It's a, something that everyone is going to need a place to live. So it seemed like a no brainer to move in that space. I definitely, you know, spent some time doing diligence on these different areas. But for me, my end up, my end goal is to help uh, people live a better life through real estate. And the fact that I can do that directly in so many tenants' lives is phenomenal, not to mention all the passive investors that I work with. And, you know, with that said, you know, it, it's one of the things, the ability to create really powerful partnerships. I'm a big believer in partnering with experts, mentors, coaches, bringing great people into your world, helping uh, them by adding value to their life and, and vice versa. And when you can create aligned uh, relationships that have aligned interests, it can be a really strong way to be able to grow a business. And so uh, what's great about multifamily is that when it comes to syndication, when it comes to crowdfunding or you know, going in and doing a group investment, multifamily is something that most people can understand. It's more approachable. Therefore, it allows people who are less sophisticated to understand the investment and feel comfortable investing in it versus something like industrial office, very difficult for most people to be able to wrap their heads around and make that investment. So the benefit of that is that when I'm working with passive investing partners, you know, our business is really built around going out and finding great deals and, you know, operating great deals and partnering with passive investors as limited partners to be able to achieve majority of the upside. But, uh, I really enjoy educating as well as helping people get more clear. It's one of the things I do for most of my clients who work with us through the investor mindset uh, and the investor mindset coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching around the idea of how do you get more clear on what you want so you can build the life you really are going after. What's cool about that is that we get to do that on the passive investing side as well. I'm sure you've had a little bit of experience or you know, you've been surrounded by 
uh, teaching people about some of these benefits so that they can make educated decisions? One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's awesome. I definitely love to hear all that. And, and I a hundred percent agree uh, with what you said. Um, so, I mean, I know that you, you kind of touched on the fact that you had read, um, you know, ABC's of real estate by Ken McElroy. Um, but then you had said, uh, you know, that multifamily wasn't for you. So how did you kind of get into it, that it was for you or that you couldn't do it? And then going in and actually doing your first deal and now, you know, scaling to where you're at. Well, from 2016 to 2020, I ended up going from a very different mindset about real estate. I came from a place of never owning a property, owning multiple uh, Airbnbs that I had master leased and was creating great income off of, but I never owned a property before. So when I stepped into real estate, I didn't really value that experience that I had on the uh, uh, on the short-term vacation rental side. But when I came into it, I didn't believe that it was possible for me to invest in apartments. I thought that was too big. And what it ended up coming down to is the same thing most people need to understand. It's the reason why y'all should be listening to podcasts and attending events and working with great coaches is that it's possible because I see other people that are doing it. I went to events, masterminds, connected with other great leaders in the community, and I downloaded great resources like, you know, a great resource we've put together for passive investors. You guys can grab it's a passive investor playbook, a, a, a full deep dive into what it is to passive invest, what you need to know so that you can start getting educated and feel more comfortable. And even for people who've invested multiple times, you're going to get a lot of value out of that. So I would definitely grab a copy of that at investormindset.com slash passive. But after reviewing and learning from resources like the one I just mentioned, I was able to start getting more confident. And then I started surrounding myself with other people. I started talking with sponsors and getting in more alignment. And I'm a big believer in partnership. So I know that I've got a unique ability that is stronger than almost anyone else's in the space that that unique ability exists. And for me, I went to go find other people who are experts in their area to be able to align interests with them. How can I be of more value to them than I would ever ask for in return? And to be able to align myself with those people, it's the same way that I got into flipping houses. I aligned myself with a 10-year plus veteran of flipping and doing development. So I was confident in their ability to operate. I knew enough to be able to know that they were on top of the operations, but they knew more than I did so that they, we could avoid some of those big pitfalls. And that's exactly what I have done in the, in the multifamily space. We go out and find phenomenal deals in great growing markets around the country. We put together all the funding, all the capital, and we hire and partner with great managers who have local expertise that have been in the business for seven to 10 years, who have thousands of units. And their interests are aligned with ours because we're actually paying them a percentage of the upside. They're actually getting paid majority of their income based on the success of the project. And because of that, they are very incentivized to do things that are in the best interests of our investors. So that's the way that I got into the space. That's the way that our business is built. And it's the way that we'll continue to operate. And what that means is we go and sponsor deals, but we're not afraid to bring in an expert who is going to be able to help make those decisions and bring that experience to the table to advise us the same way the richest corporations and richest individuals employ people in their world. We just do it directly in the markets we want to work in. And so that's allowed us to go purchase, you know, great equity growth type plays like the type of deals we do in Denver where we're focused on heavy redevelopment, you know, really a lot of construction, but that ends up leading to, you know, double digit returns, doubling your money in a few years. 
versus the large, you know, the large 200, three, 400 unit assets that we target out in the Southeast uh, that are really focused on a mix of cash flow with equity, which we call cash growth, kind of a, a hybrid model. Um, it allows us to penetrate those markets in a way that most people would not be able to while having that local expertise um, at the table as if we were operating directly on the ground. It ends up being this, this great model that's hundreds, if not thousands of investors who are looking at and working with us on each of these deals. Yeah, and you talk a lot about the investors. I'm just curious, um, what kind of background do your investors typically have? And um, do you guys have like a certain target or are you just uh, you know, finding them through your own personal networks? Yeah, so our investors typically are coming to us because they really believe in this idea that they can create a better life for them and their family and that real estate could be a great vehicle to do that. They typically are people who are earning a great income. They're typically accredited investors. They're you know, making two, 300,000 or more per year. Many of them are making more. And these are professionals that are experts in their area, like doctors and lawyers and surgeons and dentists and other corporate professionals in tech and you know, entrepreneurship, people who are the best at what they do and therefore they appreciate working with experts. They appreciate the fact that if you want to get a job done, you hire the best of the best. And yet they see the value of syndication because they are receiving typically, you know, 70, 80% of the upside on the deal. They're receiving majority of the profit. And so what's great about that is that we're working with a, probably about 60% experienced investors, people who have done and invested in multiple syndications. They're veterans of the space. You know, they maybe are investing 250000 500000 or a million dollars in each deal. Uh, and then about 40% are new investors. Maybe this is their first, second, or third deal. Um, but what's great is that we're able to serve both people very well. People who have been in the business long, they know what's going on. They just want to look at the paperwork and get the deal done. And then other folks who are up and coming and they're looking to learn a little bit more along the process. And we're happy to, you know, bring some of that investor mindset philosophy of helping people get clear to be able to make the right decisions. Um, and that's really been kind of our key advantage. These people live all across the country. It doesn't matter where you live. You can invest wherever you're at. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I know that you mentioned uh, that multifamily was approachable, especially to fix and flippers, for example. Um, back when you first did your first syndication, I assume that you probably tapped into your initial network. I was, I assume that was probably mostly fix and flippers. And if so, did you have a lot of fix and flippers who ended up investing with you? Um, and I would also love to, you know, kind of pick your brain on what are some of the main problems that you think passively investing in a real, in a real estate syndication deal could solve for a fix and flipper who was looking to do that? Yeah, I think fix and flippers have so much potential that they can get out of investing in syndication. And I really encourage you guys, if you're a fix and flipper and you're listening to this show and you're on the fence or maybe you have invested, but you're thinking about doing this, give me a call. You know, reach out on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, shoot me a message directly or go grab that passive investor playbook at investormindset.com slash passive, get educated, but just respond to one of those emails and schedule a call because so I've wholesaled, I've marketed, I've built teams. But one of the big advantages that flippers have is that they are able to receive some tax benefits that other real estate professionals wouldn't be able to. If you're not a real estate professional, you're not able to write off uh, or you know, completely uh, eliminate or reduce all of your uh, income tax as well as the passive gains that you're receiving as well. But for those who are fixed and flippers, one of the big things that I've seen is the detriment, the thing that gets in most people's way is that they believe 
they believe that they can do it in the fix and flip space. And so they, then they directly believe that they should be the one running and managing the deal in the commercial multifamily space. And so they think somehow that they're giving up some kind of profit by investing. And they're totally wrong. They're totally wrong. And here's why. The reason why is because people who've been operating in this space have access to deals that others do not. They have access to relationships and vendors that others do not. They have access to uh, knowledge about how to actually operate these and know what numbers should be expected per area that others do not. And the result is that they might go into trying to buy a deal and they might get lucky and win if prices go up like they did this last year and went up 15% um, in one year. But most likely, they're going to end up missing some things. And if they're lucky, they don't lose their butt. But if they're not, they're in kind of a bad situation. But the benefit of investing in syndication is that if you're a fix and flipper, you can invest passively while making that active income. And you can offset all of the taxable gains that you're going to get. So you can invest some of that money that you're making flipping into passive. You can start getting a feeling for this business, start understanding what kind of deals, what kind of reporting, what kind of level of complexity is happening in this space. And you'll start to realize very quickly that these are very different ball games to be flipping a single family house versus a 20 or $40 million property. But there's huge benefits. I don't work with a ton of fix and flippers, not because uh, I don't or wouldn't like to, but specifically because uh, what I found is that when people are in that real estate mindset, they end up taking on this, I want to be in control and active. And in our business, it's really built around passive investing. The benefit really is that you invest your money and you receive a great return. And that return is much better than you'd get doing hard money lending. It's much better than you'd get owning a single family house. And it's got a lower risk profile than all of those. So that's the benefit. And that's the reason why people should consider it. But it's also the honest truth of why a lot of fixed and flippers don't. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I think you really, really nailed that. Uh, and to kind of go into our express round, uh, I'll ask you five quick questions regarding your business as well as your personal life. Uh, first, first question being, what is the biggest mistake that you've made in real estate and what did it teach you? Yeah, the biggest mistake that I made in real estate was it took, I took 10 years to get started. And what it taught me was that during all of that time, I needed to learn those lessons in the careers that I was in, but it all started with making a decision. I decided I was going to make real estate my priority. That decision led me to letting go of all of my consulting clients and focusing 100% of my effort on real estate. And for me, that burn the boats mentality is what allowed me to succeed. Focusing on one thing, having no other option but success um, was the way that works well for me. And so that was something early in my career works well. Now today, I don't necessarily burn the boats every time I want to do something, but I definitely remember and recognize that by deciding to go all in, by making that decision to focus all of your energy in one direction, it really can set you up to do some pretty great things. So the biggest recommendation is go find a great community to surround yourself with. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and what is your favorite book? Uh, my favorite book is, well, it's hard to say favorite because there's just so many great books out there. Um, some recent favorites or ones that are kind of timeless is I love The Go-Giver. Phenomenal book about giving more value than you ever expect to receive in return. Uh, another phenomenal book, of course, Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference. Had him on my show. If you guys enjoy this interview, you definitely should listen to me interviewing him or me negotiating against Chris Voss. It's pretty funny. 
Um, but one that's been really rewarding lately is a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's a book not about business, but it's from an individual who built a billion dollar software company while living from this spiritual yogi type mindset. This idea of accepting things as they are and surrendering to the moment. That doesn't mean not going after what you want, but truly except me who built a company that was acquired by WebMD at, you know, valued at over a billion dollars. So pretty incredible philosophy and why it's been so powerful is because it ends up realize, it makes me realize the biggest thing that people end up getting caught up on in their life is the emotion, the emotion in their work, their family, their relationships. And when we can learn a strategy, even if it's very difficult to apply, it's very simple to just simply let go and surrender and then move forward from that place. Uh, really powerful. I highly recommend the book. Awesome. I haven't heard of that one. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, do you have a daily habit that you would accredit some of your success to? Yeah. My, my daily habit that is the most powerful is what I call the four M's. It's move, meditate, mindset, and map my day. And so it starts out with moving. That's the core piece that every day I need to move for at least 10 minutes. Usually it's 20 or 30, but that's getting that blood flowing, allowing me to, I'm listening to some great content that's putting me in the right place. It's refilling my mind with positive intent with the things that I know are most important. And then I'm leading myself into a meditation where I'm allowing myself to let go and surrender like we were talking about. And then actually sitting down and mapping out what are the most important things for me to accomplish today. And then scheduling those on my calendar to go and actually do. Yeah, awesome. Um, and in regards to advice, do you have a best piece of advice that you've ever received or that you would give someone? Yeah, I think the best piece of advice is to be patient to set really big goals and get really clear on what you want and start taking action towards getting there, but really live from this place of accepting that things are going to happen when they're supposed to. That doesn't mean to just sit around and wait for it. It's continue to do and take action and move things forward. But as an overachiever, as someone who's really driven, it can be really easy to literally just have to let things happen and good things will follow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, last question. And uh, if you you know have any place for our audience if they want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do so? Yeah. So I encourage you guys to go listen to the Investor Mindset Podcast, hit that subscribe button, join us twice a week for some great episodes. I encourage you guys to go download that Passive Investor Playbook, investormindset.com slash passive. If you're interested in learning about what are the five mindset success principles that are really powerful, you can grab that at investormindset.com slash success. But the big thing is Ask yourself, what did you learn from today's session? What did you learn from this mini coaching session, this podcast review that you're listening to? And how can you directly apply that within your life? How can you apply the things that we're talking about and be able to move yourself forward in a good direction? And then what I would love is if you guys would like to get in touch, you're welcome to ping me on LinkedIn or Instagram or maybe even Facebook. Just shoot me a direct message. Let me know you listen to this show and me or someone from my team will will get in touch and and be able to share some you know great valuable stuff with you so awesome steven we really did learn a lot from this um you're amazing and you keep doing what you're doing on the podcast and all the content that you're putting out uh, i definitely look forward to staying in touch thanks so much for having me thanks guys you take care thanks for joining us today on the real estate monopoly podcast 
Make sure to visit our website at www.donisinvestmentgroup.com backslash monopoly where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you got value from this episode, we'd appreciate a good rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune into our next episode. Until next time, take care guys.